too many patients, Alex, are being missed in the healthcare setting and, and not getting an opportunity um, to really potentially get on a life-saving clinical trial. Patients seeking new treatments for their conditions face a special problem. Their need is immediate, but the process for being admitted to a clinical trial is slow and complicated. As the head of innovation at Nationwide's Children's Hospital, Dave Billiter set out to solve this problem with DeepLens, a company he hopes will quickly and efficiently match patients and researchers using artificial intelligence. In this episode of Uptech Report, Dave tells us his personal story that led to the creation of DeepLens and the special challenges of implementing technology into the workflow of healthcare professionals. Dave, I'm excited to hear more about Deep Lens and the unique solution, the technology that you're bringing. If I were to ask you to describe your company in five seconds, in a very brief format, what, what, would, you, what would you say? Yeah, we're, we're a digital company really helping care teams match the right patient um, to the right clinical trial at the right time. Love it. So, so yeah. simple. Right patient, right trial, right yep. time. Uh, what, what year did this really begin, this organization? So it, it was late 2017. And that, that was really more Alex on, on paper and putting the company together. Um, 2018 was really when we, when we really kicked off with the company and, and really started to um, um, advance our technology. Mm -hmm. um, and really start putting the technology at work and the problems that we were trying to solve. This is the, the first organization that, that you've led, though you've probably managed and, and directed several, but this is the first one, correct? correct. That's correct. Right. That, is, that is correct. You were in, in Cardinal Health before, and is yeah. it really you saw the problem firsthand that led to this type of solution? Yeah, I think um, it, it wasn't just my, my time at Cardinal Health. Um, I think it was a culmination of, you know, problems that I was trying to solve when I was the director of informatics at Nationwide Children's Hospital um, and really and really then seeing another angle of the problem um, when I was running data strategy uh, for the specialty unit at Cardinal Health. So let's really dig into the problem. Yeah. What is the problem that you yeah. saw that, that you ended up trying to solve? Yeah, no, Alex, I, I, I appreciate this question. Um, it's, it's a, I would say it's a complicated problem. And I'll also say that's why we started the company. Um, you know, we really wanted to dig in and try to solve this complicated problem. But the, the problem at its, at its highest um, description um, is too many patients, Alex, are being missed in the healthcare setting and, and not getting an opportunity um, to really potentially get on a life-saving clinical trial um, being supported by, you know, the pharmaceutical and biotech companies that, that are out there running these trials. It's, they, it's, 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 it is a known problem. Um, and it, again, it's, it's, it is a complicated aspect when you really start digging into, to why. And this complexity is a problem why it hasn't been solved. So Correct. we're looking to, to bring that there. solution. So give me a use case example yeah. and how your technology can help solve it. Yeah, no, I think, I think, um, when you look at clinical trials, whether they're being run in a big comprehensive cancer center or they're being run in, you know, hospitals that are, are in an integrated delivery network, um, you have individuals um, like clinical research coordinators that 
that may be in charge of, you know, it's just one clinical research coordinator and they're in charge of sometimes 10, 15, 20 different clinical trials. Um, and, you know, their role is to really try to identify and produce a screening process to see if those patients are eligible for that specific trial. Well, when you really start breaking that down, you have one individual trying to manage, you know, multiple different trials and the complexities of those trials with the inclusion exclusion criteria. It's, it's absolutely overwhelming. There, there's almost, it prohibits them from being able to, to see all Correct. the opportunities that could that, be there. That's, that's exactly right. And these, these individuals that are in that role are, are very talented individuals um, and, and work extremely hard. And I think, you know, when you look at deep lens and, and really what we're trying to do is in essence, augment, right? Mm -hmm. Not replace a CRC, but it's really augment. Come that alongside them. Yeah, exactly. Empowering augment. them to do more. That's right. And help optimize that entire process. And then it, it really then enables them to communicate, um, you know, with the specialists like oncologists and pathologists to make sure that that specific patient, right, in that really small window um, can, can be matched and screened to get enrolled on that clinical trial. We're getting to a world where it's individualized health options. That's correct. That's exactly right. And this type of technology that you are bringing is trying to facilitate that? That's right. That Alex, I think, um, and, and I appreciate how you, you frame that because it really gets into, you hear a lot on precision medicine. You hear a lot on personalized medicine, right? And, and, and that is true. So the, the clinical trials that are being designed and developed um, by, by your big pharma companies and your biotechs, um, that what's exciting is they are getting more to that precision based, right? What it also does, it also creates a challenge because with, with being precise, um, you need a lot of, of tools and support and resources to make sure that precision is realized within the healthcare setting um, to actually get that patient in, in that window. Again, I talk about that window because the precision-based trials support um, that precision-based aspect. Um, and that's really where our technology is really enabling that care team to, to make that match. So the current situation is yeah. these pharma companies, they, they need patients for clinical trials and it can take a long process because you said that CRC is just inundated and trying to get, can make all the matches. So technology right. coming here to speed up the entire process, that's what you're trying to solve. That, that's a, exactly right, Alex. And I think what, what gets us excited and, and while I and my partners and, and those that are a part of Deep Lens get out of bed is because our platform, our solution is actually solving two sides of the problem, right? What we see within, within the hospital systems and, and those providers, these challenges to identify patients and screen them and get them on trials. And, and on the other side, the sponsors who are sponsoring those clinical trials, they're trying to do everything they can to get, you know, the numbers of patients to enroll in their trials, right? So that they can actually get that drug to market, right? So that, more patients have the opportunities to benefit from that drug. So that, that's really where the excitement comes from, from Deep Lens is seeing both sides of the problem and our technology really enabling that on both sides because in the end, the patient benefits. Digging into the technology a bit yeah. more, 
Can you describe how does it work? How does it speed up the process and yeah. what information and data is being provided? Yeah. So, you know, when we break it down, um, Viper is the name of our platform. Viper integrates data from, I would say, three primary source systems. It's the electronic medical record, um, the laboratory information system, and then um, there's genomic results that come in. Those three data sources, um, we actually ingest all three of those data sources and think of it as we harmonize and normalize that into the backend database um, that supports Viper. And then what, what we've done is we've developed some very, very smart logic and um, AI techniques that allow us in real time to take the data that we're receiving from those source systems to programmatically match that to inclusion exclusion criteria for the trials. Um, and that can be a very challenging process um, for clinical research coordinators. So that, that's really where we talk about trying to provide, you know, being an assistant to them um, in those challenges to try to manage all those trials. So it's a, it's a combination, Alex, I think when you look at um, the technology, but it's also the process, mm -hmm. right? So we, we combine some really advanced AI techniques and logic engines, as well as a process that we implement with our, with our collaborators, our partners at the hospital systems and cancer centers um, to really embed that into a workflow that matches what they're doing on a daily basis. So mm -hmm. that, that's really where that combination of technology and, and process come into play. If you're not getting the data in, the, 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 the hospitals aren't providing it, it doesn't solve anything. So that's right. hence the importance of the process. Now the, the hospitals are not paying for this. It's the pharma, big pharma that is. That's correct, Alex. And I think that this is another aspect of our company and, and even our approach that, that I get pretty excited about is, you know, when we started Deep Lens, you know, I say this, we didn't start the company to really try to squeeze dollars uh, out of the health systems. Um, they're, they're already burdened enough, right? So even though we're, we're solving significant problems and providing some really advanced um, technology and techniques, um, it was not our goal to go in and try to sell it and, and really gain and monetize from the provider side. Um, what we really wanted to do, knowing that we are a business, we wanted to look at the other side of the challenge, knowing that, you know, your big, your pharma companies, your sponsors, as, as, we, as we allude to, the pharma sponsors and those that are supporting those clinical trials, um, we do look to collaborate and partner with them. And that's really where the dollars come from, is, is really from the sponsors to really help support them to try to move their trials faster to get that drug to market. Got it. Data being transferred here. We're in an age of data privacy concerns. Absolutely. How do you address that? And to the effect of, does the patient have end control? Who has control and how is it being protected? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the way I look at it, Alex, the, the patient is always in control. Um, and I think the, you know, the patient really looks to, you know, the health systems and the providers um, as the broker, the governor, the honest broker, um, that, you know, that, that partnership is really what enables it. Um, but it's still a patient-centric um, model and approach, um, you know, to really solving the problem. But it's, it's then, you know, the pharma sponsor side that, that we really look to from a, 
from a, a business perspective, those dollars really come from them to help support the entire to the model. Yeah, the whole the whole model, the whole ecosystem. Yeah. I had another conversation with another tech company that the same focus that the future is we all have important data that other companies and people want. And yeah. so uh, we shouldn't be the ones having to pay to provide our data rather than right. paying to get That's access. Right. And I think even to the data aspect and to, you know, HIPAA and privacy concerns. Right. So this is something that we spent a lot of time, energy and dollars at the very beginning um, to make sure that we were building, you know, part of our technology um, is making sure that we have all the right um, techniques and security and regulatory components. Um, we spent a lot of time up front to do that because, because we're managing data and the data is the triggers, right? So we spent a lot of time and energy up front to make sure we're HIPAA, GDPR compliant, um, on the way our structure works, but it also, Alex, helps facilitate um, really that collaboration and partnership that we have with, with our provider partners um, in, in, in solving that big problem, even with, with the sponsors. Got it. So I, I see the power of this system coming into play for, for patients and for then uh, pharma companies needing those clinical trials. Yeah. How far yeah. along are you? So you said only about 2017, about two, uh, three, three years ago that on paper, how, yeah. how many hospitals and patients are you able to be seeing now? And what's the projection? Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think right now we're still at the beginning stages and, you know, we're, it's really what we refer to as our, our lighthouse initiative. So we're, we're being very, you know, we want everyone to take advantage of this. Um, and, and when we say everyone, we're talking about all the providers um, and sponsors that, you know, that are running trials. Um, but you know, what we're doing right now is those individual groups, providers and sponsors that are coming to the table um, that we can really um, enable them um, at the very beginning to realize the technology and then we're going to continue to look to expand within even your integrated delivery networks and with your big comprehensive cancer centers. So just, you know, numbers change every day um, because we're bringing on, you know, new institutions. Um, within, within each institution, we're continuing to add trials that are configured in the platform. Um, so it's, it's really not static. It's continuing to grow, which, which we're excited about. Right. Can you share roughly how many patients or stuff that is data, just any kind of number that shows the progress? Yeah, so we have, um, I'm just trying to think, we have over 35 different trials running right now. Wow. Um, and, you know, patients are being identified in the hundreds. Nice. Um, just even from an identification and a screening perspective. And those can be broken down even at a per trial basis. Um, and we're looking to expand even from those numbers at institutions. And, you know, even on a ratio of upwards to three to four different institutions um, across multiple months. That's fantastic. Looking forward from here. Yeah. Where, where do you see the company in, in five years from now? Yeah, no, I, I, I get excited, <laughs> Alex, about answering that question. Um, you know, and I, I, really, I really see Deep Lens um, and the Viper platform um, becoming that de facto system. When, you know, really enabling care teams and the communication between the providers and the pharma sponsors, um, really being that enabler. Um, and, when, and when folks really turn to a system or a technology or a process 
that wants to facilitate, you know, optimizing how their, you know, patients are getting on clinical trials. And then even on the sponsor side, being able to, you know, really increase their drug to market, Deep Lens is who they turn to. Um, and that's really where I see us in five years, um, depending on who you're talking to, whether you're on the provider side or the sponsor side, um, Deep Lens is the platform and the company that you turn to, to really help facilitate those activities. Well, I'm excited to see that, that vision. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, where, where can folks go to, to learn more and what's a good first step for them to take? Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the very first step is, um, you know, we're, we're very heavy in the social world. Um, so, you know, even through LinkedIn, um, you can, um, search up deep lens, um, Facebook, you name it. We have multiple outlets. Um, cause we really want to inform that, that we're out there and, and really want to make sure the community, you know, whether, whether you're a patient, whether you're an oncologist, a pathologist, you name it, a sponsor that's running trials. Um, we just want to, right now it's awareness and letting folks know we exist and we're solving a big problem. So those social um, outlets, um, you can you search up Deep Lens and find us, um, as well as our website. Um, so you can you go to any of those or all those, um, and then that'll, that'll really help facilitate connecting to our team members to have those conversations. Be sure to check out part two of our conversation with Dave Billiter, in which he discusses the particular difficulty of rolling out a new technology in a sector where people's very lives are at stake.